Hello, I'm Jackson Short. And I'm Carlos Garcia Leon. And we did not write an intro this week because we were way too busy watching Queer Eye on Netflix. Anthony, if you're listening, please give me a call. Let's be artful. Hey, Carlos. Hey. Okay, just so everyone knows, we've done this now three times. No, we're and not supposed each to time, tell that. I don't care. Each time, Carlos has amped it up, just like another notch, doing the hey. And it's just, it's. I think we're at like peak gayness. I think it works. I can argue that gayness has its range and never <laughs> has an actual peak, but it has progressively gotten higher pitch, I guess, <laughs> if that's associated with gayness. <laughs> Woke. So, how are you, Carlos? I'm doing really well. <laughs> I'm doing really well. It's been an exciting week um, of things and school and good shows. Few, but good shows. Yeah, the few, but good. It's always it's it's always nice to see good shows. Yeah, and it's also just nice to be like be back on this one-on-one. Yeah, we don't have a guest this week, but, but Janet is here. Oh, again. yes, of course. We can't forget Janet. She is our rock, our foundation, our spirit guide, our master. And the one that goes, whoa, when something's not working, is the loudest she, loudest she talks. She goes, hey, hey, whoa. I love, we love her. It's wonderful. Go check her out on Instagram. <laughs> uh, so we didn't go to get to go see much, but what we did go see was amazing. Um, so let's start off. Last week, um, I went to go see School of Rock during our Arts and Men break. Um, we didn't have school, or at least we didn't have the arts and men classes this last week. Yeah. Um, and, and then we had a business class, and I was like, screw that, bye. Yeah, I don't think I went to that. Um, <laughs> bad student. Um, but uh, Janet and I went to go see School, school of Rock, Rock which was interesting. Um, if you guys uh, go on our website, I actually wrote something about it in our Artful Thoughts. Um and really, that was all I thought is everything in that. Um, I, I thought it was it was a show, <laughs> <laughs> and it had music in it. It did the job. Janet is laughing histor- hysterically because I basically just every time something happened would turn around to her and go, "What's going on?" Um, so that was wonderful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I thought I thought it was an interesting show. I I grew up with the movie. And Jack Black, to me, was the perfect person to play that. And I thought I put maybe some unrealistic expectations on the musical. Um, That seems sometimes doable. Yeah. And I think especially when you have concrete source material to work from. Um, And the other thing I said in my Artful Thought was, you know, it's, it's interesting that when... It was just the adults on stage. I really wasn't that interested in the show. It was good. It was a musical. But when the kids were on stage, I was captivated. Like I was I was in tune with the music. I was in tune with their acting and I was astonished by how talented these kids are. I mean, they're touring. Like these kids are amazing. How many kids do they have in the show? I mean, I didn't see it, so. I I don't know. I think it's I know on stage at a single time it'd be between ten to fifteen. Okay, I, think. I was thinking like maybe five or four. But yeah, I mean ten. it was, it was oh, a of course, pretty hefty a, cast of it's kids. A classroom of kids. True. Would it be like um, Matilda? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I would say so. The only difference was uh, 
if you know the story of School of Rock, it's basically uh, in the movie Jack Black plays Dewey, basically a washed out uh, rock star um, who gets kicked out of a band and to earn some money to pay rent, he pretends to be a substitute teacher in the place of his roommate. What a dream! I mean, honestly, to be to be dreaming of being a teacher. No, no, he, I mean, he wasn't dreaming of it. He just literally got a call and said, hey, we're going to pay this much for this person to be a teacher, and he just pretended to be that person for the entire show. But instead of him teaching the kids, you know, history or math, he was turning that class into a rock band so that he could perform in Battle of Bands. And the nice thing about these kids is that during the show, you realize... Like, not only are they singing, not only are they dancing, not only are they acting great, but the kids that played instruments were just remarkable. Actually playing instruments? Actually playing instruments live on stage. Was could it have, I mean, I don't, like I said, I'm just being skeptical of, like, so much talent at so young age. Not that it's not possible, just that sometimes, like, Broadway has its own Broadway magic. No, yeah, I get that. And, I, I mean, I know that, in New York, the kids are, what, between 13, or I think 10 and 16? I, I may be wrong about that. But the kids are young. I mean, yeah. they're playing the age that these kids would probably be. And they're, I mean, I, I was, I, I'm a percussionist, and seeing the kid who was playing the drums, like, made me feel terrible about myself. Because I was like, <laughs> why, why am I not that good? Like, I mean, keeping a beat... Rocking hard. I mean, he was doing amazingly well. And I was just like, man, I feel terrible about myself right now. Which, I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why the show exists. Because they do so good. Yeah. yeah good job, Broadway and Cincy. I, yeah. I, but, I mean, I enjoyed it, and I think people should go see it. Um, there are downtimes where you can, you know, go to the bathroom, come back, not really miss anything. Do they have anything special in the lobby um, that's kind of like No, I don't for think so. Um, which was kind of disappointing actually what was really one of the weirdest parts i didn't write about this in my artful thought but i don't i don't know about you janet but the show started just really abruptly like it's basically just like people started walking on stage casually and then boom rock show like i mean it was i was not expecting the show to start i thought it was like the roadies like fixing something (laughs) it was weird i mean but yeah I mean, they didn't have anything outside, um, but I, I think that they should because it would make the experience a lot better. They still have they have the like of course they have the banners they and have the, the banners and which the gift is, shop. Yeah, that's about it. Nothing like specific to the show. I mean, they had their like merch set up. Yeah, but exactly. That's about it. Well, I was wondering because I know we we had talked when we saw waitress that they had like baker goods. Yeah, that's kind of low hanging fruit for waitress though. Like that's 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 a pretty easy like. I know mar- it's the a marketing nice, team like, had no problem coming up with that one, <laughs> but for like School Rock, I don't know. I just thought maybe they could continue doing that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if they had. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but I didn't see anything. Okay, well, good to know. What did you go see? I went to go see uh, the symphony on Friday with my partner and my best friend, and uh, the title of the program was German Masters. But they only had two German people in the program. It was Wagner and uh, Bruckner, mm-hmm. um, and it was good. I mean, I'm not I'm not a Bruckner or a Wagner fan, so I like Wagner. I can 
I can hang with that. They did. Um, here, let me let me do my best at saying German words. Uh, they did Wagner. This should be really fun. Oh my god, yeah. My my German is like also hella gay. It's like <laughs> it's like Sprecher der Deutsch, yeah. Um, anyway, they did Wagner's Siegfried Idyll, and they also did Wagner's uh, Prelude to Tristan and Isolde. Oh, okay. And then intermission, and then they do Bruckner's Four, the Romantic Symphony. Um, and the first half was really um, very, very lyrical, and like the most Wagner lyrical you could be, which is like melodic and soft and kind of slow, but like you really get to hear everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and intonation is important. Um, but since they did it, they did two pieces of that in one ta- in like one half, it felt like the whole sense of mastery to me is that you have a, a versatile range of composing. Yeah. Um, and seeing just like one half of that completely was just like, okay, well you can do lyrical things. Yeah. Well, well the, what else do you have? <laughs> yeah. And then Bruckner is also kind of the same where it's very lyrical. Uh, and a lot of it goes from just the same kind of intervals. Um, but no, it was. I. I mean, my best friend loves Bruckner, so he was having a blast. He enjoyed it, and I'm. My job is really to like make other people happy <laughs> if I take them to anything. Yeah. So I'm really glad he enjoyed it, and it was a lot of fun to like hang out with both of them. Yeah, I really wish I could have gone to that one, uh, but I I worked from nine forty five to eight p.m. on a Saturday. For at the symphony, and someone said, "Do you want to go to the concert?" I was like, "No, I'd like to go home." I please. like to stay away from the work, I, <laughs> from the place I work at. Thank you. And really, the one, the the show we want to talk about, the one we went to go. Oh see my together. god! Okay, so I I feel like I have to briefly explain our title for this episode. Sure. So I I'm the one who comes up with the titles for the most part, and this one's called Black and White and Brown All Over because this show is all about black people in the black community, and then we have Jackson and German masters who are all white. And Thanks. then we have me, who is, like, brown all over. <laughs> so I'm just kind of there. Um, but, no, this show is... It was at the No Theater. Yeah, which I had never... It's our I, first yeah, time. Yeah, we had never been to the it's No Theater. It's super intimate. It's so cute. I always I always heard, like, you could walk past it and not realize you did. It's and that's totally very much accurate, so, yeah. Totally accurate. It looks like, like it's just a building next to a parking lot. Exactly. And it, and we walked in, and I went, oh, wow, this okay, this is a theater. It's okay. so cute. It's really cute. And so... Uh, it was a pay-as-you-see-fit uh, preview that mm-hmm. we went to, which means you just sign up for your tickets. I feel like more young professionals should know about these. Yeah, because definitely. It, because more people could have gone to and this these, performance. Yeah, not only for the No Theater, but other organizations definitely have preview nights Yeah, where you don't pay basically the same rate as you when you the performance start. Yeah, and so we walked in. We uh, got reserved seats. um, and we didn't have to pay anything to enter. It was a preview. It was, yeah. They, it, they called it their final rehearsal. Exactly. Um, and if you wanted to donate, you could. Um, I think I gave like five or ten bucks. I gave very little money because I never carry cash on me. But I definitely yeah. bought some drinks. So yeah. I feel like. They're supporting the arts. Equivalent of support. <laughs> Our alcoholism is just supporting the arts. <laughs> really? I I feel bad saying that. But like, thank Goodness, someone came up with the business model of having alcohol and arts because I'm there. I'm here for it. I'm there. Yes, work. And so we went to go see it, and I knew very little about it. Um, and Carlos, Carlos knew more than I did. I knew a little bit more about it just because I looked it up on the website. Yeah. But also, I mean, even from the poster and their 10 words of less bio of just saying Black Lives Matter, I mean, 
I feel like that gives you an idea of what it is. Yeah. And so we walked in, uh, had a couple drinks, went up to the theater. It was very small. Um, however, it looked fantastic. It the, looked the like... The set design, the lighting was phenomenal. It looks like you're always... You know those... Um, if you go on a cruise or like a water park where you can like kind of learn how to surf. Oh, it looked like one of those wave exactly. machines. Exactly. It looked like one of those wave machines yeah. where like they just make water and you kind of learn how to surf. Yeah. It looked exactly like that. So the show we saw was Kill Move Paradise. And we first of all just want to say. You have to see it. You have to see it. Props to the director. Props to the cast. They were. Props to everyone. F- everyone. Props to now. Phenomenal. I mean. I don't think I've been that moved by anything by anything recently. Um, it it really was a spectacular, not just performance, but an experience as an audience member. It like hits you in the heart and your brain and like the rest of your body, but in like in that order. Do you, do you want to explain what the show is really quickly? Sure. So the show, why well, don't know how it, the show is kind of this. I think they describe it as like it, it's it, it's a show. Um, about this space between alive and dead, where it's this purgatory of just unknowing. Yes, and it's about it's about these uh, four black men who have been stuck in this purgatory, basically, um, and they slowly realize how they died. And they call it they call it another world, not in the oh, show, yeah. but like in the description, they okay. call it another world. And you're following these four men as they try to make sense of this kind of like new world. Yeah. And um, what they've been. So that's why it's like partially paradise, because they've like they're moving through this now paradisical, if that's a word, uh, motion. Um, and it's really it's beautiful. Uh, I mean, I described it as um, you get to experience these black men. And the really cool thing I, I called was that. It felt very meta to me that the um, the actors part of the play is that the actors know that they're on stage, and I feel like that's a kind of commentary and the social structure that. Like, yeah, they're, they're constantly they're constantly talking about they can see the audience, and yeah. they're asking the other actors, "Can you see them?" Yeah, and I feel and they're it, talking directly to you as if you are right there. Yeah, and I think it's definitely story. a lot of a social commentary as to the, like when you are a person of color, you're constantly being watched and like no matter your actions like someone's watching you and of course they make the audience seem like it's like white people because you know our audiences are generally white people so they're they're very aware of this um notion so they're they comment on that a lot and how like their actions are also like constantly being watched and like no matter what they do is it like for entertainment or like for going into the stereotypes that has built around them and i i think it's beautiful yeah, and I, I, I definitely had, a, I think we had different experiences as audience members, which I thought was very interesting. Because as a white man, many of the times, some of my ignorance showed when they were, during the script, when they were uh, performing. Because part of the show, and all this is actually available in another Artful Thought by um, Carmen Lawrence, who was on episode three. Um, we actually got to talk to the director and the cast after the show, and they had some really good insight as to yeah. you know the making of it, what it means, um, what it meant to them personally. And so for me as an audience member, 
there were some times that were very uncomfortable because it's bringing to light stuff that we don't say out loud, but you no, know. Ex- well, I think, as, like, I mean, because it's not my community too, but I also understand as a person of color that like you're there to deal with this uncomfortable for like yeah. the first time or maybe like just another time that, unless you've ignored it that like you're going to sit there and you're going to deal with this uncomfortable is because it like you have to finally know that it exists. You have to finally understand that like you maybe have to do something about it. And it's you forcing should. a conversation. Exactly. Which is, which is which is what theater is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that was actually uh, Darnell is uh, one of the uh, four uh, actors did such a spectacular job. And one of the things he said is, you know, it's a theater supposed to, you know, go past just the national dialogue, but push the national dialogue. Exactly. And I, I feel like him and the three other men uh, and the director did such a phenomenal job pushing that narrative. Yeah. And the great thing is bring it back to Queer Eye because Queer Eye oh, yeah, we have is to. that... Um, the great thing about this is that all four actors and the play itself gives you such a wide range of what black masculinity is and like what blackness is like yeah. all about. And it's not just like it's this thing that you see on media or it's like is this prescribed thing that like your parents have taught you or like it's this experience you have had with black people. Like here's such a wide range of what blackness means and like the community that it was it was very much kind of like a queer. It gives you such a wide range of what gayness is, you know, yeah. how like you have like. Jonathan, who is like long haired uh, and like work, honey, yes, like very all about that. And you have like Kamaro, and um, who's like very muscular and like kind of protrudes masculinity in the sense that we're so used to it nowadays. Yeah. Um, and I, it was just beautiful to see that. So go see it. Props to them. I mean, they did such a phenomenal job performing and really making that script come to life on such a. I mean, I just I cannot stop saying how amazing the show was. I know I I would like uh, when it ended. I cr- I mean I cried through in the show too, but like I cried, and then like I would like wipe away my tear, and then like the tears would just like want to come back again. And was, and I told Piper this, who was the director, and I was like, the tears just keep coming back. And I was like, thank you so much for like having the show here, and yeah. it really you need to see it. Yeah, if you want to read more about uh, our conversation with uh, Piper, the director, and uh, Darnell and the other actors. Go to our website. Uh, Carmen Lawrence uh, wrote uh, our artful thought on that show. Um, highly suggested because what they said was really great, and they they were very aware of what they were pre- uh, performing. Yeah. It's the time of the year. We when, are very excited when organizations start announcing their upcoming season. We are so excited, and I'm very excited because I'm way too excited. I like to um, put them in a simmer of diversity and yes. inclusion and cultural equity, um, which we'll talk about in another episode. But play. There's four organizations that have announced their upcoming season, and we'd love to tell you some of our highlights and what we're excited for next year. Absolutely. We'll start with Playhouse in the Park. That announced theirs on Facebook Live not too long ago. I love that they did that. Me too. Because not only does it like, I mean, they're like live life is set for like the special donors and people who pay for that. But like having it live really gives it a sense of like everyone's welcome. Funny story. Carlos and I were actually watching it at the same time. And we started texting each other at the same time going, oh my gosh, did you see this? <laughs> it was very, <laughs> I think, well, it's because Facebook lets you know if your friends are also watching. Oh yeah, it. I saw Carlos is watching this as well. And I was like, <gasps> So, yeah, that was it was really interesting. Um, one of the things that I'd like to say, uh, at least from Playhouse, 
we're not going to list them all. Uh, it's all available on their website. We highly suggest you go. If you can buy a subscription, buy a subscription. If you can go to a show, learn more about it. And you know, um, and know that there's multiple ways to go see a show without having to pay. Absolutely, which we'll tell you about. Um, one of the things that I was really uh, interested in was uh, in the Heights. One oh of my, my favorites. God. Okay, let me tell you about In the Heights because I've seen it. Yeah, I like on Broadway in Chicago. I did too. Oh, in in Chicago. Oh, not in Chicago. I saw it in New York. Oh, okay, whatever. Okay, well, get over. No it. need to humble brag. Oh. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I love no. In the Heights was as we all know Lin Manuel Miranda's um like first musical, and it's a touching tale of like Latinidad in the states. Um, and I cried. So if you can feel me crying and understanding like a representation of the Latinx community, you should go see this musical. Yeah, when I was, uh, I studied percussion in undergrad and one of the things I loved to do was listen to this musical because of all the amazing compositions in this score. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to see what Playhouse does with it. Um, and mm. that'll be running from January 19th, 2019 to February 17th. So it's a pretty long run. Um, I mean, it's almost a whole almost a month. Yeah. Um, especially for musical, you know, that's gonna be awesome. And we're very excited to go see that. I'm another another thing I'm really excited about Playhouse is there are two premieres. So Cincinnati King is a premiere about Cincinnati, and like brand rich, new. Yeah, r- like it's all about its rich music history, um, and like I this was has been an ongoing project for them for I think they said in the live like five years yeah, or something. Yeah, five years. So I can't wait to see that, especially because Cincinnati in the past five years has such a diverse range of communities be involved in the city. Yes. Uh, their other premiere is, um, oh my God, the Thanksgiving play, if I remember correctly, um, which is like kind of this very satirical comedy on Thanksgiving. And the really funny thing that that like emphasizes the comedy of this show is that it's in March. (laughs) Like it's a Thanksgiving play. I didn't catch that. In March. (laughs) And I, they purposely said that, so it'd be really, really funny. I did not catch that. I'm so glad you pointed that out. Oh, That's no. Funny. I was cracking up. <laughs> cracking up. Okay, so uh, Cincy Shakes is our next up. Um, first of all, I just want to comment. Uh, we actually were able to talk to Jay, the executive director of uh, Cincy Shakes, uh, Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, and he showed us uh, the images and the... Uh, media uh, the media stuff that goes around uh yeah, oh, the yeah. New season. if you need to and, oh my goodness if you, you want to go check s- it out you should see it on instagram because their website does a good job yeah but on instagram there it looks phenomenal on instagram and on the social media just because instagram you know has those box pages already yeah, for yeah. pictures and it's just exactly what instagram needs for um so one of the uh ones that i want to highlight is Honestly, I I have a hard time picking one. I think it's because their their marketing looks so. It good. It just looks so good. <laughs> um, but you know, obviously, I'm going to promote Shakespeare in the Shakespeare Company, and Macbeth is coming back. Well, it's the complete works of William Shakespeare, a bridge, is not a Shakespeare, one. but it, it's not a Shakespeare play, but it is based on Shakespeare, and it's hilarious. It's going to be at the very end of the summer. Um, I definitely need to go check that out. I want to go see Fences myself. Yeah, I actually don't know that much about Fences. Uh, well, Fences is basically all about, um, you know, like the Pulitzer Prize, uh, Troy Maxson, the, like the Negro Baseball League. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, like, that's why I want to go see it. Awesome. So, like, cause, again, all about diversity and inclusion. Yeah. So. And then Macbeth, uh, towards the end of the, uh, basically almost a year from now. Um, wow. Which that story is just incredible. And I really want to go see it on stage. I, I haven't do. been able to see it on stage yet. Yeah. 
the symphony is our next organization and um they have 21 concerts next that's season. a lot um, at least for their classical they of course have yeah their they, pops was actually just announced really yes oh. and leslie odom jr is coming <gasps> and i am so excited i'm dead <laughs> dead i'm dying okay well, for me, um, besides the gala that I'm somehow going to get tickets for that, <laughs> I'm really excited to go see a lot of any. Oh, so like Tchaikovsky Ford's coming in November. And I love all Tchaikovsky yeah. because like gay man, but also because bassoon parts for Tchaikovsky are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, and I would have to say, you know, for me, there's going to be two, uh, more than two. I think it's like three or four okay, but you can Beethoven two. concerts. Oh, Beethoven. Um, and, well, okay, calm down. <laughs> I like Beethoven. Um, what is it? However, Are they doing Beethoven 9? Yes. Calm down. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. I love having the choir sit there and then, like, just the power they bring. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I'm really very, very excited for is there is a concert in the last part of September that's Joshua Bell and then the Rite of Spring. Rite oh, of yes. Spring for me, I know Carlos I am feels a big the same fan way. Of, it's just we love that piece. I like rock out to that piece. There's that part in like with the cellos and the basses just have like room 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 yeah. dum, dum, dum. I I literally like that for me is a headbanger. I love it. And finally we are gonna go to uh the Broadway in Cincinnati. Um they have a lot of shows next year, including, again, another Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton is coming. Uh, Sorry, I feel like I should have said that with more excitement. Hamilton! Hamilton! Because you know? um, like, I still haven't seen it, and I don't think I even I will, yeah. even if I'm um, Another one city. that I'm... I mean, the the lineup is really good. I'm just going to list them really fast because they're all great. Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Rent. Fiddler on the Roof. Hamilton. Hamilton Miss Saigon. Dear, Dear Evan, Evan Hansen. Hansen. I'm very excited for that one. Uh, the Play That Goes Wrong which will be amazing on your feet and cats. Oh my God. On your feet. Go see it. If yes. you want to see like the story of Gloria Stefan and her husband come to the country and like understand their biculturalism yeah. and like understand that they're like them were some of the first people that like made Shakira famous because mm -hmm. how like, be, like Mexican and late Latin American artists have come to the States and become so famous. It's because of them. So like go see that show. Yeah. Ah. And I'm going to go see Miss Saigon, except I cannot take my mother because she doesn't. She love she loves that show, but she cannot go see it. Why? Uh, it's the it's the topic that it, it, the the whole plot just like she she has told me like she went to it once, cried profusely, and will not go see it again because she'll Shout cry. Shout out to my mother. Yes, because she'll just cry <laughs> the entire time, <laughs> much just... like I do for most of the shows I see. <laughs> <laughs> but you like actually go to them. Uh, true. That's Mr. True. Short, you have to combat your feelings. <laughs> sometimes sometimes crying is a good thing. Yes. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Okay. And those are the four uh, organizations that we want to highlight. We will keep on uh, talking about different organizations and their upcoming seasons as they come out. Um, we're not sure who is announcing next, but we'll, we'll keep, keep you updated. You updated. Uh, jinx. Jinx. Well, let's move on to the schedule. Um, I'm not going to play that Jinx game. Um, so, as of right now, the CSO and the CSYO um, are doing their side-by-side -side on March 7th at 10.30 a.m. at Music Hall. Tickets are only $10. Salon 21 in Cincinnati is a chamber organization that plays chamber music at Western Art Gallery. Um, and they're doing their program, Musica Pro Feminina, Femina, 
which is basically like in, in honor of International Women's Day. They're having all women composers and all women musicians. Again, it's at Western Art Gallery on March 8, 7 to 8 p.m., and it's free. Yes. But they do recommend a $10 donation because, again, it's free. Yeah. Um, the CSO, uh, their pops is doing the Cirque de la Symphony, uh, which is going to be March 9th and 10th at 8 p.m., and a matinee on March 11th at 2 p.m. Those tickets are going very fast. I work in the box office. They're 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 gone. Like, I mean... Definitely try to get some tickets. Um, Call them now. Yeah, and it's the CSO uh, alongside basically circus acts on stage, yeah. which should be incredible. I'm excited for that. Playhouse in the Park is doing Marianne Rosetta, March 3rd to the 31st at the Marks Theater. This is a show about two gospel singers. So if you're all about that, go see it. Really rev- revolutionized gospel and jazz, the combination of the two. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And also, since he shakes, is doing Othello. We are going no matter what. I don't care if we have to fight someone for tickets. Um, I can't see you fighting someone. I mean, for tickets to this, maybe. You could see that, right? I feel like you would start crying. Probably. Anyway, it's March 2nd to the 24th, (laughs) and it's $14 student rush tickets 30 minutes before. Yeah. A lot of people don't know about that. Definitely take advantage of it um, because, you know, for that cheap of price— you might as well go see a show. Yeah, honestly. And the great thing about theater happening right now is that it's all about black people. Yeah, exactly. Which is so f- interesting because the last month was Black History Month. They skipped it all together. I think it's... Break the norm. Yeah, let's break the norm. Also, it makes no sense to like white black people have the shortest month in the whole month, uh, in the whole year. Yeah, it's kind of screwed up. We'll discuss it another we'll time. We'll talk it. Oh, yeah, so... Now that you've listened to everything, rate and subscribe and comment on us so we can continue getting popularity on this wonderful podcast so that maybe one day I can finally meet Anthony from Queer Eye and we can go on a date and he can subscribe to the show and maybe we'll bring him on the show too. So, you know, <laughs> do all of those things. If I mean, obviously you can tell that we're obsessed with Queer Eye. We suggest that as well. Yeah, you should go watch <laughs> not it. Not arts, not Cincinnati, but do it anyway. Like just binge watch it before you go see a show. True. There you go. You can find me, Jackson, at Instagram and Twitter at Manage the Arts. You can find me on Instagram at cgarcia.leon or at Twitter at cgarcia underscore leon. You can also contact us, uh, the, the Artfuls, through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Artfuls Podcast or through our email, artfulspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are going to be having Brittany on, who is uh, in our class at CCM. Uh, who will be talking about museums and galleries. So please, if you want to have any of your museum questions answered, send us a uh, comment on Facebook. Send us a question and emails. Yeah, anything that you want. We'll respond so to that you. We can, so that we can ask because, you know, we are, we are not too... Uh, Museum-heavy people. Yeah, so we definitely want to learn alongside you and send in your questions so we can ask. Yeah. Again, as always, thank you so much for listening. And- We can't wait to hear from you. Have an artful day. Ciao.